My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the geekiest show alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 44 with your regular host, Fraser and Mark. Mark, did you like that um, new sort of intro I was testing there? I accidentally muted my part of it there. So it just started as, I'm Mark. We had no, I'm Fraser. We should have had that during the summer when you abandoned me. When I got snapped away, that would have been a forward-thinking idea that we definitely did not have. But yeah. Second week, I'm back. Uh, so now it's just like a regular scheduled sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper back to the Getting back proper to the, format. Back to the format. Um, there's Call no fourth. There's no fourth segment. Um, so that'll probably be next week. That'll be the proper proper double proper. Um, but yeah, we've got news. Double we've got pull or pass. We got trade off. Proper. <laughs> that proper proper. You know, you've got proper, right. but then you've got proper right, proper. Okay. It's uh, northern that. Old school style format show. Proper, proper. Yeah, yeah, you get your three classics there, and um, next week we'll probably sneak in a fourth. But the reason why we couldn't really fit in a fourth segment was just because there was so much news. There There was was big news. It was D23. It's like Disney's Comic-Con. It's like Disney's time to flex. Um, So with that... um, I don't want to cut Mr. J. John Jameson off. You know, he's still... He needs he's, to. He needs the money, you know. With Sony and Disney's deal not coming up, it's don't. like he needs, to get, <laughs> he needs to get played. So we'll take it over to J. One John Jameson. One minute and 40 seconds before you moaned about the Spider-Man Disney thing. Don't moan about it. I just made reference to Worse. it. Worse. So, you know the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson. It's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And like we mentioned, D23 happened. Just so much news. So much. I literally, I knew D23 was coming up. And it's like, I imagine how you were with Comic-Con. You're like, I know I can dedicate the whole news section to this. I I hadn't even heard of D23 until like this week (laughs) when everything dropped. And I was like, oh, this is a a big What? Yeah, it's it's a huge event. It's like... Just, you know, Disney basically owns everything now. I did this funny, like, um, Instagram post. So there was this dead... I was in LA and I was looking out, you know, where the Hollywood sign is. And I was like, everything the light touches, Disney probably owns. And it just, like, yeah. it, <laughs> it became very clear. It This was especially D23. This one was huge. I, I really wish I was at this one because they had, you know, so many things to drop, like Phase 4. They needed to... They expanded on Phase 4. We got a bit at Comic-Con. Um, they talked it's more about Star Wars but they talk about like Pixar and uh, other stuff but the big thing was the Disney Plus because that's their huge streaming service that they're opening up and it's like this was the time to be like okay this is everything you need to know because there's always been like talks and conversations and like you know people like us get speculating what disney plus is going to be like what's going to be on there and we got a bit of it in comic-con like we got quite a lot of it on comic-con yeah and then this was like no this is even more and there was like stuff that's obviously not comic related so we're not going to cover but there was exciting stuff in there for me there was a nostalgic disney stuff in there which made shall sure i have okay. my weekly whinge the same whinge i every have every single week about britain not getting stuff at the same time as america yeah should I'll, we get it out of the way so that I'll we can then have a positive show afterwards and then i'll do a rhetoric of why this stuff happens honestly 
it's just every time they name something brilliant, I'm like, yay, oh, wait, I won't get to see it. Or I could pirate it. And I don't want to pirate. I don't. And I don't. And I don't do it. And it really... I'm the only person I know that doesn't pirate. And so everybody else gets to see stuff before me because I'm honest. And it, it just grinds my gears. I, I want Disney+. Plus. I was happy you did that rant because I finally uh, I realised I started the show without a fidget um, and now I've got my fidget to fidget around with um, but yeah um, so yeah like <laughs> Mark's typical rant I'm uh, so angry about it so Disney Plus is coming to five countries before it's coming to like a worldwide release and one of those countries is not the United Kingdom randomly the Netherlands is which yeah. is so strange. And to be fair, Australia gets everything so super late. So late, so they're and getting it So, you know, early. fair play to it's Australia. US as well, obviously, Canada. But the thing is Ugh. as well, like, we're not getting it... We're getting it, like, next year, and that's when all the Marvel stuff comes out, so I'm not really that bothered. Like, the, all the Marvel stuff comes out, like, 2020 afterwards and stuff like that. I'll believe it I'll when pro- I see it. No, they've, like, announced it. Have they've, they? Yeah, they've announced that it's coming out in 2020. Like they mm. were like they were starting off with these five, and then next year that's when it expands. And the thing is, with like with Disney more than other streaming, they are so confident with this. Like almost every, I don't want to say every because then the blue world is this odd one, but almost every streaming service like runs their business in the negative. So like Netflix are in a ton of debt, but the reason the way Netflix um, makes their money is through subscriptions and stuff like that. So they have to invest so much. And they have to keep the subscribers coming up. And Netflix have got this thing at the moment where it's looking like Netflix are going to go downhill. Charging me another quid this month. Well, exactly, because they've had to increase... The, the two things Netflix have to do is get more subscribers and increase their prices. But if you increase your prices, you're going to get less subscribers. And if you've got... You know, so they're in a bit of a kerfuffle, especially with D like D23 announcing... Like, when D23 happened, a load of shares dropped in... Netflix and even when Disney Plus was announced loads of shares in Netflix dropped but the thing is Disney are so confident they say they're going to be debt free by 2024 which is like five years from now that's really impressive for a streaming service so Disney are really confident with it which is why they're getting an expansion quicker than let's say uh, DC Universe DC the DC Universe if it expands too quickly will flop it might flop and then you don't want to expand yourself it's sort of a business sort of thing like you see it a lot with fast food chains like we'll get fast food chains um from america like in drabs and like small little things and then they'll come towards more of a thing and that's the same thing with streaming services and it's it's as much as streaming is the future it very much works off the old format of like cable like like cable and like your skies and stuff like that like we all like in the uk we'd always get an american tv show later than the us like if you think about stuff that's released on television like game of thrones would have been um, no let's think of a comic one like the flash and uh, all those cw things yeah. will come out on the cw and then we'll get them on sky like a couple months later i remember paying for the waiting for but it's 2019 fraser yeah but that's it still happens it still happens with tv like it doesn't matter what it's it's not a we hate this country or like we're not supporting this country what it is is more of a like it's legals and it's the way tv Just, uh, it's the way tv I'm works not saying and it's licensing. to do with hate i'm not saying it's to do with going oh let's let's screw over the british yeah. i'm just saying it's dumb I don't. F- yeah, Worldwide but- launches equals no pri- very little, certainly less piracy. It, it, I can't see how it is any clearer to someone 
unless they're really, really dumb. No, but that's the thing is, obviously, because it's the obvious option, they wouldn't, do, like, they wouldn't, you know, if they didn't have to, they wouldn't do this. Do you know what I mean? If DC, if DC and Warner Bros. were so confident with their product, they'd release it at the same time. If DC, if um, Disney Plus was so, like, they're already confident enough to say, oh, it's only going to be a year. And, like, with, like, with Disney Plus as well, like I said, I'm not personally too um, miffed about it. The only thing we're going to be behind on is the Mandalorian, like the Disney set, uh, the Star Wars show, and which we'll talk, we're going to talk about all that dropped um, there. We're just going to, you know, get the rant out of the way, and then, like Mark says, the enjoyable stuff comes afterwards. Yeah, let's let's just talk um, about the Mandalorian. You have, to, you have to eat your nasty stuff before you get there. Well, well, I've got a stream of thoughts. Um, of course, you have. We'll go through. Um, but yeah, so like I'm, I like I'm not too miffed. Like I, we're not missing out on that much. You know what I mean? And we'll actually, I think this time around, probably get a more, um, when Disney Plus finally comes to us, it'll be a more defined, and they'll sort of know what you know. You, they'll know what they want Disney Plus to be, if you know what I mean. You know, like they've managed to like these five countries are the it test. It looks like they know the, what Disney Plus wants to be. Well, these well these five countries will be the test. And it's like Netflix before it came to the UK and stuff like that did its test you know, around in the US and then it expanded. I think one of the things we are sort of spoiled for are streaming services like like a Netflix because Netflix will do worldwide releases because Netflix is in world every country and they yeah. own that thing so like Stranger Things. So like And we should we should be expecting that as a service. I don't a worldwide th- No, I don't think we should be expecting that f- for everything. Like if it was a Netflix thing like because there's even stuff like the stuff in US Netflix, the stuff you can get in US Netflix that you can't get in UK Netflix, and some people might say that's unfair. And there's stuff in the UK Netflix that you can't get in the US, and people might say um, that's a bit unfair. Now Netflix, I I will say have done really well with this. Like they've done de- deals with other companies to like they've okay, dealt you really, locally, haven't they? Yeah. Like, you, so you'll get BBC stuff on Netflix that you wouldn't yeah, get in yeah. America, and I, I, I agree with that. That that kind of makes sense. But you look at something like the WWE Network whatever they put on the WWE Network, yeah. literally everyone in the world gets that immediately. But, that is the aim. That is what every streaming service should be aiming for, a fair, universal, worldwide service. Yeah, but the thing is with that is WWE owns all of that. WWE owns where they're, owns what they're recording and owns what they're giving out, whereas like some other companies, you know, they don't always have that, so that's why sometimes some stuff doesn't come out at the same time. And you have to remember the WWE built that WWE Netflix, all these other streaming services we're talking about right now. They took so much time in like perfecting how they wanted to, and then they expanded. Like the the WWE Network could have gone bust because they had the WWE backing. Stuff like D- uh, Disney Plus can't afford to, the amount of money they've invested in this. It can't afford to go bust. DC Universe can't afford to go bust, so they need to make sure it's a like a product that's working in one country, or f- in this case five countries before they can expand. Hmm. Like I'm with you in the frustration. Like I would love, like personally for me, it's just like I'll just move to America. It's fine, but it, it, <laughs> th- there is a frustration there where it's like that's a bit extreme. Um, I don't know, mate. DC Universe, Disney Plus, sign me up. Uh, it all seems good, but like there is that frustration there, but. I'm taking this as a positive because we have gotten a date for the UK and it's, you know what I mean, it's 2020. Like, it's it's not that far off. Yeah, this is coming out in November. Right. And think of all the, like, all the Marvel stuff they've announced um, is coming out 2020 and then beyond. 
and by then as well we'll be able to like the Mandalorian series we're gonna have a super big binge on it because like they would these fools probably would have been watching it weekly nah we're gonna get a good couple of episodes let, let, to start let's get on it. the good stuff so we, right we've let's start with uh, so the first thing we're gonna talk about is three new Marvel series were announced we had Moon Knight She-Hulk and Miss Marvel to just add on to what they Marvel already announced at Comic Con all these amazing shows we've got three more yeah. live action shows uh, so what were your thoughts and feelings on these three shows I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'll answer my own question. Out of the three, which are you most excited about? Um, for well, this is sort of a, a, a like for a friend is um, one of my mates, Jacob, a former co-host of this show, is a huge Moon Knight fan, and just the fact that this is happening has made me really happy for him. Yeah, I thought about Jacob um, when they announced it too. So well, as soon as I saw Moon Knight, I was like, I was happy for him for that. But all three Hiya, of these Jacob. look uh, exceptional. Do you know what I mean? And like, they're all amazing characters that deserve that screen time. And it's just kind of, it's kind of cool just seeing how many characters they are digging out now, just for like either series or like in Phase Four. It's just like that's the thing, isn't and it? And again, it's that representation we talked about last time, uh, last week in the Comic Con stuff they announced. This is again more representation. You got the Egyptian side. Um, well, she's Muslim t- as well. T- yeah, Ms. Marvel. Oh no, I meant Moon Knight. Is Egyptian. Oh, yes, sorry. And then the She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, obviously females. Um, you've got the Muslim with Miss Marvel, and then it also means more stuff with Carol Danvers as well. Like, is does that mean we're going to get a Captain Marvel sequel before this comes out? Is there going to be more? Is there a relationship between the two there? These these three characters, they're all characters that I really am very fond of in Marvel comics, and. Um, the Ms. Marvel, the recent Ms. Marvel run from the start with Kamala Khan taking it on was fantastic. It, yeah. it re- she's just, she's, she's almost like a modern. I've got, I got the Spider-Man vibe from it. The young, young person, yeah, yeah. who is trying to be a superhero whilst doing her own work. And exactly. I, I think it's, it, I think it's really lovely. A really, really lovely series of comic books. The the recent, uh, was it called Moon Knight Asylum, where you, he wasn't sure oh, whether yeah. he was mad or not? That was insane. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff with like that. Like a Brian Michael Bendis did one. I remember yeah. Jacob showed me and it was like a cover and it was like him holding the shield and like yeah. with Wolverine's corns and, and stuff it was like that. Excellent. And that's like, the whole thing with Moon Knight is sort of like, is it actually happening? Is it all in his head? Yeah. And it's kind of a nut job kind of thing, sort of like in a Deadpool kind of way, which yeah. is really exciting. A bit, it's darker but, than Deadpool. Yeah. There's no lols. The, there is no, no funniness. No, no. Well, there's this amazing panel that's been going around, and it's the. Have you seen the thing with Dracula? No. It's like, Dracula, where are you, you nerd? Where's my money or something? There's this whole issue where he's determined that Dracula owes him money, and then someone tells him that Dracula's in the Avengers. One of the funniest things, and Jacob's going to hate me for bringing this up, but Jacob was so excited. Moon Knight was finally appearing in, in. you know, in some form of media that wasn't a comic book, and he was appearing in the Ultimate Spider-Man show. And if listeners, if you <laughs> guys, girls, geeks, all kind, you know, if you've seen Ultimate Spider-Man, you know it's kind of more kid-friendly, not as kid-friendly as the Spider-Man stuff they're doing right now at Disney, which also makes me very fearful that Disney would have 100% control of Spider-Man. Not sure it's a great thing, but we're moving past that. But Moon Knight appeared. It was um, night. Ah, oh, what was it? Night Moon Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> that that, that doesn't the, sound great. And they um, they had Moon Knight in it, and he was doing these cool things. And Jacob's like getting excited, it. And then um, Moon Knight was obviously communicating to the moon, as you know, as he does, kind of. 
And uh, <laughs> then there was this moment where um, Peter Spidey goes, what's that, Moon? And he goes, and Moon Knight goes, the Moon talks to you too? And he goes, yeah. And it's obviously like playful, funny, but it's really taking the mickey. Jacob was furious. So now whenever, yes. I, tr- whenever I try and, um, whenever there's a moment I want to annoy him, I just go, what's that, Moon? And... Uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's a little fun. If See, you, if you've nice. got, if I you've said got, hello a, and you took the Mickey. If you've got a Moon Knight fan in um, in your life, get them to watch that episode and then just mock them by going, "What's that Moon?" But Should another. We go back to Shield. Well, as well, well I want to talk about. about I want to talk about Miss Marvel because you sort of like ran through it all before I could. Well, interject. I was talking. I was but, trying to justify my choice of but, which one I'm but, most looking forward but to. With Miss Marvel, the <sighs> way no, the way you were talking about with the young like sort of like Spidey, a lot of people have indicated obviously with this deal going wrong that maybe Miss Marvel will fill that void of the young no, superhero that kind sense. of thing that's all I wanted to say now you can t- say your She-Hulk business and why it's your favourite one of the three how did you know it was going to be my favourite one of the three because uh, I left c- it till last yeah because I know how this build up thing works uh, you know, it's okay, not well, a- <laughs> the thing is it's the rule of three <laughs> I love how She-Hulk was originally just We've got the Hulk, we want a girl, she, and yeah. she's got so much establishment subsequent to that that just makes her cool. She's 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 a lawyer, which could have lots and lots of fun involved in yeah, that, exactly. and she could end up being a different Marvel character's lawyer in things. We were talking about episodes, that last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I just think the potential for She-Hulk is... I'm really looking forward to all three, and I can't wait. And I really hope they make Moon Knight dark. Yeah. But well, but I think, for me, Ms. Marvel will be great fun, and I'll enjoy it. But for me, She-Hulk, I think, has got the most potential to be exactly what I'm looking yeah. for. It's kind of like... Um we were talking about Ample or Pass today. Spoilers for what one of them's going to be is Marvel 1000. They did a bit about She-Hulk and how she always kind of wanted to get rid of the she part of it and like how it was all she was always in the shadow of the hulk or whatever but then they did this really big powerful thing of like no i'm my own person and i own the she hulk thing because recently in comics they did drop the she part when um bruce banner wasn't around and amadeus cho was doing totally awesome hulk they just had her title be called hulk oh okay right. um it, I don't think it is still called that. I could be wrong. I've not read a Hulk comic in a while. Um, but then Immortal, like Bruce Banner came back as Immortal Hulk. So she technically could still just be called Hulk, but I think they get they own that sort of She-Hulk thing. It'll be thing, confusing. And that's what they um, want to do. And also as well, I think it might be a rights thing. If they called the TV show Hulk, then it'd be a bit of a... Whereas they put yeah. the She thing, it's like we own that now that we had the, the She part. Um, but no, it's... All three of these are really exciting, and it's, they're all three different, completely di- like three completely different shows, um, which is really interesting. I think that's in all the thing, different, they've picked three they've very got, different vibes. They've just got variety on all their shows and films yeah. right now, and it's it's going to get because everyone always talks about when superhero fatigue going to kick in, and there is it like with all this content now, it's probably going to be harder and harder to keep up with everything. So maybe I'm this is... I'm going to give it a good go. Yeah, well, everyone's going to give it a go, especially if you've got this streaming service and they want you to get it in. So I feel like some people are going to start picking and choosing and, hey, if they give you... If that's not for you, that's fine. One thing with the Moon Knight thing is they did mention um, that nothing's going to be like R-rated. It's all going to be PG-13. Um, so I wonder, like... Yeah, I guess you, you can still go dark with PG-13. Like, if you look at the Far From Home stuff... Like, the Mysterio visions were creepy as, but they still managed to keep it in that um, 
rating thing and maybe he'll just he'll get one swear one swear a week <laughs> uh one swear an episode or something like that but one swear yeah well, that? that's, that's a meme, isn't it, where you pick a film that's PG-13 and you pick where you oh, put yeah, the F-word in, yeah. exactly where you would put the one F-word you're you allowed can, in You there. can do that with this show as well. Yeah, Probably yeah. usually when Mark does a rant or actually does swear. <laughs> to be fair, if this wasn't PG, every other word would be that word because I'm not, I'm not a subtle man. I thought you were a man of amazing words. I was trying to oh, I it can be. An orator is the word you're looking for. No, well, I, thought, I am a linguist thought, as well. I thought orators were people who talk for a living. Yeah, that's right. People yeah. who are... Oh, I didn't mean that word. I just meant someone who's well with words. I like words. Yeah. I like words. Anyway. I, I hate words. Mate. They're just so annoying. There was another Marvel and For a dyslexic. Well, there's a couple of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one up here, actually, which I forgot to mention. Uh, so Kit Harrington from uh, Game of Thrones fame. He's uh, He's got a role in The Eternals. He is, oh, what's his character's name? It's something like the Dark, not the Dark Knight, like the Black Knight or something like this. Yeah. Yeah, he's in He's in Eternals anyway. Um, and I know you're a Game of Thrones fan, right? Or did I make that up completely? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, do you not like Game of Thrones? I do, but he was the, he was, he was, he was the main character. Yeah, well, yeah. sort of. But he, he, he was, um, well, the pro- pro- problematically, I need to, may need to put my one swear word into the show. He was um, the bastard of a uh, main. Oh, car- he, was a- ca- he was called the Black Knight, which is why people are making jokes because, like, it's very similar to his character. He was in the Game of Thrones. No, I don't think so. Black Knight was um, Black Knight's a very different character to um, Jon Snow. And oh, Jon Snow, of course. The original, coming, the original Black Knight was obviously oh, in from Camelot times, but the the moniker was handed down to various people. Yeah. And um, when I was reading Black Knight stuff, it was Dane Whitman in the Avengers in the nineties, and he was just a guy who was good with a sword. Nothing. That seems like a Game of Thrones thing. Good with a sword. Some dragons in there. I don't. He know. did have a flying horse. But no, yeah, um, I think it's just, sorry, we're digressing from the, uh, uh, from the point of this, but I just think it's another cool, like, casting thing to have. Like, obviously, he's a hot property at the moment with Game yeah. of Thrones. And, and um, that's capitalising on it, and that's good. Yeah, like, How to Train Your Dragon, and it's another one in this Eternals movie. It's just getting more excited. Like, Angelina Jolie's in this as well, and, like, bonkers. I imagine that wasn't one of the Marvel announcements you wanted to talk about, so let's talk about, I'm imagining, Black Panther 2, which is coming yeah. out in May 2022. This was really cool because we were talking about last week how we were like, oh, they've not announced one of the sequels to Black Panther. They've not announced a Captain Marvel thing. And then the Black yeah. Panther one came. Do we think, it's my question for you and all the guys, girls, geeks, all kind out there, do we think it's just going to be Black Panther 2 or do we think it's going to be Black Panther something something? I think they've said that it's going to be Black Panther something or other. I think what, they've said that. What do we think that something or other is going to be? Is it going to be a spoiler? Black Panther... Storm rising. Oh, because you know, Storm, you know storms who, are brewing. You know, you know who he's married to in the yeah, comics. Yeah, that would be a great way to storms to, are brewing, Harry. As, as like a, as a gentle hit. Here are the mutants bringing yeah. in Storm into the Black Panther storyline would be great. Yeah, Black I'd Panther. like that. Black Panther, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> That's mine. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Wakanda forever. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, so like Storms are brewing. Yeah. See, the thing is with that, I do want to see that. called Storms are brewing. Sorry, what was yours? Oh, my name, my name, my name's, my name's Dave, and I'm from Manchester. Storms are brewing. No, no. It's, a, it's a Harry Potter reference. Well, yeah, but... Storms st- are brewing, Harry. It still sounds Storms like something that someone would well, what, say at the pub w- in the north. Yeah, what was yours? Storm Rising. Anything like that? No, that's lame. Well, it's certainly better than storms, storms are sto- brewing. Storms don't rise; they brew. <laughs> that's here's a vote for for the, oh, for the geek times. Do storms rise or do they brew? Anyway, they brew. <laughs> Black Panther two storms are brewing. See, Awful. yeah, I d- like. It did feel weird that it, they just called it two. I don't think but, it will be. I think it was just we've got a Black Panther coming. Here's a yeah, date. Yeah, and they're not too sure about the title. There is a there's a recent. Um, oh, I really wish I had it on the top of me. Wish I knew what it was called. There was this exceptional comic book that recently came out, um, and I would love someone who's listening to this to like instantly jump onto our Facebook discussion group or just message me and tell me what it was. But there was like this one he did like a Black Panther run recently that was it was about him be like him being a leader and people questioning it and it's sort of like it was it it was a reflection on Barack Obama's time as president so that would be a really oh, okay cool that's sort of, cool I can't, but they used that title and it's sort of like again more people questioning like him as a leader because I think it's going to be him interacting with the real world like you know Wakanda interacting with the real world and their consequences in it. But then, but then, like when you know what I mean, like they were like they went, "Hey, we're Wakanda, we're so great," and then everything comes to them like in Infinity War and Endgame, and they're like, "Okay, no, this was a bad idea." We yeah, not have told the, anyone. We yeah, Wakanda got absolutely battered. Yeah. So, like, is there going to be repercussions from that? Maybe they're going to... Oh, that's actually a good thing. Like, that, that could work. Doubt their um, thing. Or maybe... Who do you reckon we're going to get as a villain? Because they were ruminating Craven for a while in the first one. Craven for, yeah, for Black yeah, Panther? Yeah, because he's, like, going on the hunt. Do not want... Want Craven for Spider-Man. Do you reckon? Do not want. I don't... Because, see, for me, there's so many Spider-Man villains that, like in comparison to Spider-Man films that we're probably going to be able to get that I wouldn't mind it I don't think it's going to happen now with the no. whole deal but I would also love it if uh, Claw came back the return of Claw like literally he's like, very dead no because they could have a grave and his Claw could just appear he might, he's just a Claw so just a Claw just a Claw so what you're saying is the thing from the Adams family yeah Imagine that is that. not a sinister villain Imagine, yeah it's Claw just, just Claw no no. Just a claw. Just a claw. Just a claw. Yeah. Mm. And then you could do something Black Panther. Claw. The claw's coming. Black Everybody Panther, fears. the claw's coming. Everybody fears the claw. But you have to have Jim Carrey do his... Uh, have you seen Liar Liar? Yes. Everybody fears the claw. That's oh, how... For goodness sake. Oh, my goodness, that's how you get Jim Carrey into the MCU. Please no. He finds the claw and Please then becomes no. the second part of the claw. Please Anyway, no. let's talk about other stuff. Yeah. So we had some cool photos uh, from Black Widow, all in white, which was pretty cool. Maybe, mm. like, can't be good if you're killing people, though. No. It's stained everywhere. So maybe that's maybe that's when she's done killing. She's like, I'm oh, just, you know, uh, more mercenary. No, not mercenary. The other stuff. Merciful. Merciful. Uh, we also have the WandaVision photo, which was really dope. Did you see, like, it was a nice little, like, ah, oh, typical American 60s um, sitcom. But then, like, their shadow had their, like, superhero things. And she had a, she had a crown. She had a little... 
Scarlet Witch thing Scarlet going Witch, on. Scarlet so Witch, like, Alice oh, Band. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So Prophet like, Alice Band. She's like, oh, I see what's happening there. And they like they talked about those three um, returning um, MCU characters coming as well. Like, we've got um, from Ant-Man and the Wasp, like the cop, the investigator guy, you know, from the, yeah, the second one. Okay. We've got, oh, I forget her name now. What's her name? She calls Mjolnir. Uh, mew, mew. mew. Uh, from Two Broke Girls. Have you seen the first two four films? Yeah. Do you know the one who calls it Mew Mew? Darcy. Oh, right, okay. Good grief, they're bringing out some odds. Yeah, they're bringing, bringing back Darcy, some odds. and then there was someone... But, like, it is, it's odd characters that haven't really Can we bring back Night one. Nurse, please? Wonder and Vision. Rosario no. Dawson's character. Nah, I think She not. was brilliant. She Absolutely was. Absolutely brilliant. Bring back Night Nurse. Netflix things together, but... Um, bring her in. No, I don't think that's going to happen. What was, what, she wasn't called Night Nurse, but she was basically Night Nurse. What was the character's name? No, they called it. They, they well, they referred like they did refer, refer to her to as a as night nurse, didn't they? Night nurse, yeah. Um, but bring her in; she's brilliant. Yeah, mm, I don't think that's going to happen, mate. I'll no. be honest; I don't think they are. No, no, sta- they are even going to acknowledge that these are a, a thing anymore. Netflix, is, it is sad. It's gone, but that's you know, it's their own little series now, um, and I'm just trying to prolong this conversation so I can. Oh, no, I don't want that. What? What are you doing? I'm just trying to elongate the conversation so I can find out what she was called for you because it's going to bug me Oh, okay. Um, But, yeah, share your thoughts and feelings on one of these two, please. What did you think of uh, either Black Widow's photos or the WandaVision photos? Also, which one are you most looking forward to out of She-Hulk, Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel? I'm trying to pass the comment. I told you Moon Knight. Well, no, I mean mean the listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to? Go on. You Have do, you found her you, name? No, you do. Right, this is how this works. Well, I search while you keep talking, and then I go, I found the name. But I've run out of things to say. Let's no, talk about I Star Wars. No, I asked you, wh- what did you think of the Black Widow? Like, I haven't seen him. The Black Widow suit. You've not uh, seen the picture? No, I've seen the white. pictures. Seen- oh, okay, which one of these two are you looking forward to while I search? What? Right, which one of the two TV shows are you looking forward to? Right. Three uh, TV shows. No, the two TV shows that we're talking... <laughs> You've completely lost me. Move on to Star Wars. Right, no. Pause. Everyone take a moment. Take whatever beverage you want to dr- You are... You- take a beverage to drink. What are you... Tra- just just move the show on. No, I'm trying to Mandalorian. find... Mandalorian, let's talk about that. No, right. You just... Claire about- Temple. No. There we go. Her name was Claire Temple for everyone that wanted to know. Did you really just spend... Myself. Well, Dithering. If you, no, if you were good at doing the, like, like... I haven't seen I gave, the pictures. I was good, I was on. trying to move you the show not. on. No, Mandalorian. Right. What also dropped at D23, because Disney, let's put it this way, D23 is just Disney flexing. It's going, look at all the stuff we have. They do have Marvel. They have the amazing world of Marvel. They also have the amazing world of Star Wars. And with that, they dropped a whole bunch of... Of Star Wars news. They got Hugh McGregor back to be like, yo, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That's so pretty cool. He was like, hello there. And that's all you needed. That's all you needed. pretty cool. We got a cool trailer for the Mandalorian TV series. We also got a special look at episode nine. A really dope episode nine. Two dope trailers that we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk a bit about the Obi-Wan series, I guess. Uh, probably in less detail than these two because there we get a trailer much info, for really. Yeah, we didn't really get a trailer for it going to be cool though yeah oh my goodness and on the disney plus service you don't mind do you think they're bringing back hayden christensen 
Well, the thing they talked about, um, Hayden Christensen's done a lot recently for um, with Star Wars. He was at the last Star Wars celebration, so there's clearly like uh, no blood, bad blood there, like which a lot of people thought, you know, because of the hate, the hate the prequels got for a long time. But now more and more people are sort of turning like to like the pre- prequels. I'm not sure if that's because like times just t- you know times a great healer or you know the more um the more canon you get from that time period more people are looking back or it could just be there's people like star wars fans like me who grew up with the prequels and actually enjoyed them and now we're sort of taking over star wars and the old star wars fans are like me 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 but i could see hating christian i've never seen that happen. i oh there are some oh, awful star wars fans you know who the word that you know oh, that's who, probably because i don't socialize you know, with you know who hates star wars the most star, star wars, wars fans, fans. Yeah, oh yeah um, i agree I, I i i'm not a huge fan i like star wars i will always go to the cinema to watch the films yeah but i don't watch them a million million times but to go back to your hating christensen point so oh, yeah sorry um epi- only ask because he's pretty episode nine and this obi-wan series um but no, they're all sort of like sort of hinting towards my episode nine's the big. It's the finish of this uh, sequel trilogy, but they're also saying it's the finish of like the whole nine movies. Like it's going to bring everything back together. Obviously, we're getting Palpatine back, but there is talks that maybe like Anakin's coming back. You know, as like a Force ghost to sort of offer advice to Kylo Ren because obviously he's in that similar transition to uh, what Anakin was in. But there is a potential that Anakin's coming back. Um, Anakin's coming back in that series. It'd be cool. It's sort of like, it wouldn't be Anakin. It probably wouldn't even be Hayden Christian. It'd be more Vader because of the time period it is. It's in between that, you know, sort of like... um, I'm I'm, I'm always happy for a little bit of extra Vader. Like um, in um, Rogue One where there was like 20 seconds of Vader. I was like, oh my goodness. That made that film... Like the rest of that film could have just been a turd in space and then you see that and then the turd hits the like... Yeah, Rogue One was great. Yeah, but I mean, like, that Vader scene alone just made it a 10 out of 10 for me. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is everything I wanted to see. Um, and then the rest of the film was really good as well, so it just made yeah, it Yeah, Rogue, Rogue One's the best. In my opinion, Rogue One's the best one that they've done since they had the, since oh, Disney since had had the, the franchise. Oh, that's okay. That's a all right opinion. I thought you were going to say the best Star Wars movie, then. I was going to say, oof, oof. That's an opinion. Hmm. Um, but all in tight. It's, it's, all I'd in say it's top three. All in tight opinions. That's fair. Um... I was going that. But yeah, with the Obi-Wan series, they have hinted that there's going to be a return of a certain character. The one who responds to the hello there. Uh, so yeah, can't do... Uh, not can't do Q. Um, can't do Q. Um, unfortunately, not, not we've do lost... Um, not can't do Q. Who, who played can't do Q? Uh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, who's brilliant. But and, Did you know... He released a uh, death metal album on his 90th birthday. Get out, really? <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lee's a legend. But unfortunately, we have lost Christopher Lee, so no can't do No, can. no. I, Who's coming back, Fraser? No, I said the wrong I said the wrong one. I meant Grievous. <laughs> oh, okay, Grievous. Okay, Grievous cool. is coming back, so they said they were, like, we're getting a robotic thing coming back. Did you know the thing about Grievous is, so you know that voice he makes? Yeah. That was George Lucas with a cold or something like that. Then they just implemented it into the thing. But apparently Grievous is... Co- well, they said... Mm, they said a mechanical character, so we're all thinking Grievous. But then, like, Darth Maul's still around at this time, so we might see Darth Maul as well. But oh, Spider-Maul. Spider-Maul, maybe. Or maybe he just gets normal. Um, is Spider-Maul canon? Yeah. He is, isn't he? Yeah, because of the Clone Wars and stuff yeah, like that. And that's yeah. another thing that's coming back. Clone Wars is coming to the DC... Yep. Uh, to D- Disney Plus. So it's, it's you know, it's all happening um, with there. So they're exploring more of that, and it's... 
It's cool, and it's another one of those things where, like, I would say Ewan McGregor is very much a movie star, but it's cool that he's doing this TV thing, and it's sort of showing again how Disney Plus is sort of like... Ewan McGregor's done TV. Yeah, but, like, in the past, I feel like once you... Most people, when they move on to film, it's like they're on film then, and I feel like that's definitely a Ewan McGregor thing. Like, I wouldn't expect to see Ewan McGregor in a... No. In a... um, What is my phone trying to do? In a, like, you know what I mean? In just a regular, like, BBC sitcom or something like that, or a BBC series, unless it was, like, Sherlock. Yeah. But it's just, I think it's just, again, showing that Disney Plus are, like, they're bordering that line between um, movies and TV, which I think is, again, just, it's cool, and it's just showing that they have a deep care for it. Um, but very excited about the Obi-Wan series. Very yeah, interested it should be to, great. to explore more of this character and sort of, like, just the struggle he would have gone through in this time period because, you know, he's just been betrayed by, like, his best friend, his closest friend. He's trying to keep an eye out on Luke and Leia. Um, so seeing that, seeing those little escapades he gets up to. And I personally think, instead of a solo movie, maybe we should have got a solo series instead because they wanted us to do a solo, like series of films but maybe it would have been worked better as a TV show like seeing him as you know a scavenger I I can't see like it could happen but I can't see it because it's it's set up a movie thing now I want a series revolving around Jabba the Hutt I, I think, think that would be great. As a, with an evil guy as a main protagonist, as a main um, well, um, maybe have a main antagonist rather than a main protagonist, and then I, I just think it would be something completely off the wall. Do like a little Jabba yeah. the Hutt mini series. That'd be ace. Well, that would love Jabba. That would what the I feel like the solo series would be, or like the solo series of films would be him interacting with with Jabba, Jabba the Hutt. Um, and that's something that they were also leading towards um, like a bounty hunter series around that time dealing with Jabba the Hutt but instead what we got is the Mandalorian which is actually not taking place um, during in between the prequels and sequels it's actually taking place just after the not sequels the main trilogy it's taken after um, Return of the Jedi and just before um, The Force Awakens so it's sort of that thing of where there's like okay, isn't Boba Fett dead then? Well, that's the f- the rumor is because uh, obviously Boba Fett's not the main character in this. It's another Mandalorian, and it's his like sort of species. The the because f- in Legends, Boba Fett survived after that. You know, he sort of like he digged himself out. In so- fan fiction, Boba Fett survived. No, 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 no. In Legends, in actual books, he survived. He crawled out. They've been retconned the books. Yeah, no. This is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Stick with me. Okay, this go is on. What I'm saying so in Legends. In Legends, which is not like this, that's the stuff before Disney. Right, right. Um, he survived, you know, he's crawled out the pit. But with this new Disney thing, with the canon of Disney, it's not been explored whether or not Boba Fett survives. So there is fan fiction out there. There's the theories that he's still out there. But this is where in this series, you know, we would get a yes or no answer if we are going to get one. We might not. We might just get other bounty hunters. Um, yeah, which is explore fine. more bounty hunters. But this series, like the trailer for it, was exceptional. Like you saw the stormtroopers with their heads on, and that's that's taken out of a legends book that was like right. to do with death troopers my, and stuff like that. My, my problem with that was as soon as I saw death trooper helmets on sticks. It made me think of Ewoks. And I was like, we're going to get Ewoks. And then yeah. I realised we're not going to get Ewoks. We're, no. we're never, I love Ewoks, but we're never going to get Ewoks. Nah. Um, but yeah, so there's like, there's there's that whole thing. And it's sort of like we're dealing with a world that's like 
going through a shift at the moment like so the empire no longer taking control but the resistance yeah. haven't fully got it so it's going to be like this world's going to be a bit more messed up than we're thinking like when you see return of the jedi you think of a happy ending like oh yeah evil's defeated and all that but then because that evil's dethroned more evil's going to try and take over so it'd be interesting to see this world and be interesting yeah and that might give me my evil protagonists yeah. as well well yeah that's the thing when you mentioned evil protagonist and i was like well it's the mandalorian series that's what you're, you're but jabba's there. dead isn't he so he yeah can't yeah be so it. you're not gonna get that but oh. you might get another hut there's a miss whole, you jabba there's a whole family of huts we could there's pizza the hut in space balls really pizza the hut imagine if they did a space ball sequel Bubba did, the did hut. disney own that Disney might own that. Disney own everything. Have you not seen Probably. that um, epic rap battles of history? Jim Henson uh, versus yeah, Stan Lee. Yeah, no, that's exceptional. Oh, that's the, that, that is the best thing they that's ever really did. That's one. the best epic rap battles of history. Um, I don't, I don't think it can be beaten either. But what's really cool is as well, they've got so many people working on this series. Like John Favreau is obviously leading the directing and stuff like that. But we've got like. We've got Taika Waititi playing a droid, like, the, just the amount of sass that's going to be there. <laughs> I'm just really looking forward to this, and just, like, uh, like the people involved in this, it's just, it's it's Star Wars nerds. Like, John Favreau's a huge Star Wars nerd. There was someone who interacted with him in a, um, in a Disney park, and he was like, uh, oh, can I get a picture? And he was like, only because you're wearing the Mandalorian or like a Star Wars thing on his little thing. And he's taking a picture and he's That's wearing a Star cool. Wars shirt. And it's, yeah, it's just the excitement's there. And just seeing, like, I want to hear Taika Waititi do a silly voice with a droid. It's just, it's, it's the little things, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think so. And, and the droids have, since the, since Disney, the droids have been a massive, massive highlight. The K to S O. Yeah, they've yeah. just all been great. I uh, well, they, were, they were always great. He's, but... get, he's him and Cassian as well are getting their own TV series in Disney Plus. That was lightly touched upon, but obviously with Obi Wan and the Mandalorian being mm. mentioned, everyone was gonna um, skim over that. But it's you know it's just. It's exciting stuff. Do we want to talk about the big, the big? <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about um, episode nine. Episode nine, and then Special. take a break before we do the rest of the news. Yeah, yeah. So we're splitting just so you guys, guys, girls, geeks, all kinds. No, we are splitting the news into D twenty three, and then other stuff. The other stuff might be a bit shorter, but hey, yeah, they, we technically, yeah, got four seg- four segments there, and just Disney. We've been we've, talking for forty basic, minutes. Already. Basically, we've been bought out by Disney, so we're gonna have we a, we're gonna have a se- four segments. I'd, I'd like to be bought out by this, Disney. This Disney discussion. Everything Disney does is excellent. Now buy us and give yeah, us money. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness! No, we'll never sell out to the man or the woman. Oh, I or t- the mouse. I'd totally would. never sell out to the mouse. I totally would. Um, but yeah, this episode nine trailer. Like, what were your thoughts and feelings on it? Because I'm obviously gushing. Um, Always. It, to begin with, it was a little bit previously on X-Men. Well, and yeah. I, I get it, and I get that it's important because it's the ninth of nine and stuff like that. Well, it's what but, I was talking about before. It's like they want to make sure that everyone knows that this ninth one is not just the conclusion of the three films. It's the oh, conclusion, yeah, it's the conclusion of the nine, of the nine films. films, which and was the again, original intention, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're trying to do it like, you know, like with the Marvel finishing the 22 films. Wound well, me up that they got it. Wrong. Surely, if it were, it wasn't chronological. They had the original seventies ones, and then they went back in time for the original. Yeah, but I think the, it, I think it was more like a time period thing rather than a, it yeah, was. A I didn't re- like it. it, it Should have been chronological. Re- it was a real well. You you risk the thing there because most people see the look back at the original trilogy more fondly than 
the prequel trilogy and also the original trilogy sort of is more connected to um the sequel trilogy than the prequel i feel like the prequel's just sort of like that history there that's sort of creeping into i, I get thing. it i get it and it it it, it may win the popular vote but i just feel I, i'm just a sucker for things in the right order it's why i i'll it's why i won't watch a series of a show if i haven't watched the first series you know if you so if you never seen star wars what order would you watch in out of interest i would watch it from episode one because it's episode one phantom menace don't know if you'd get into Star Wars then. <laughs> I'm joking. Phantom Menace. Ah, I don't know. Phantom Menace is fine. Phantom but Menace was a long wait for a really, really cool lightsaber battle yeah, at the end. It was epic, wasn't it? Just watch that lightsaber battle. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, actually, to be fair, for me, Attack of the Clones is the worst one of them. They always just like it's. I love Star Wars, but like when we're like, you know, when you marathon it with a friend, you're just like, oh, this is gonna be tough. Yeah, well, Darth Maul's dope in it, and then yeah, he is. He's Attack badass. of the Clones. You don't have that cool thingy, and then re- re- um, Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith is actually. I really enjoy that. But yeah, anyway, we digress. So yeah, there is this little little like there's a solid minute of just like Star Wars history, and just remembering like remembering the generations beforehand, and I think it's because the the thing it says is like every generation has their story and obviously they're talking about they can talk they talk about it as Star Wars as the characters inside like the different generations like the Anakin generation the Luke generation now the Rey generation but they're also talking about us, us as fans like there's a generation who would have had the original trilogy growing up there's a generation oh, yeah. that would have had the prequel trilogy I uh, growing up and now there's a generation that's got this and like every generation has their Star Wars so I think that's why they put it in that order as well just to see, see like the yeah, different that's generations that's probably fair but um, the, um, for me and then, I'm not as precious about it um, I definitely think that the original trilogy is better than the prequels yeah. but I enjoyed the prequels I went to the cinema and I saw lightsaber battles at the cinema yeah. and I was just that little bit too old to have been able sorry a little bit too young to have been able to see that at the cinema because they were like late 70s early 80s yeah yeah I think the first time I went to the cinema I was like it was like 1985 1986 maybe and um yeah back to the future that 1985 that's right it was, but in fact back to the future 2 was the first film I saw was it at the cinema, crazy. Um, so I did. So I was kind of almost like a lost generation in the middle. Well, it's funny you mention that because a lot of Star Wars fans, like you know, from that generation, actually are like yourself. Like they watched it on DVD, and then that's why when they got the re-release, they were so excited, and they were so. And then when the prequels came out, they were so excited. Yeah, exactly right. That's why a lot of them were burnt and disappointed by it. Um, That's true. I did get to see Star Wars, the re-releases at the cinema, yeah, but I, I didn't see them at the time they were released. Yeah, and I think, like, it, it's so interesting because there is that, you know, there's uh, those in-between generations that they're, they're the ones that always interested me. And I would, to be fair, I might have been an in-betweener of um, the prequels and the, uh, this this current one, to be fair. The Disney think, generation. Yeah, because I think, yeah, actually, I was really young for Attack of the Clones and I didn't really fancy it. I must not have fancied it. And then Revenge of the Sith, I remember seeing it at the cinema and it being a big, big thing. Yeah. Well, I was only in, like, primary school at the time, like... So, yeah. Oh, but when... Oh, I think I was at uni. Oh, my goodness, when Force Awakens came out. My goodness, the goosebumps, because... Like, you do grow up with it. And I think... 
It's more of an intimate thing of like, sorry, we're, uh, we're they're pulling on it, that, but like the, what we're getting at is they're pulling on the they're heartstrings. They're pulling on the heartstrings. <laughs> and like everybody's heartstrings because Star Wars has been in your home since you were young, and then you go out and see it, and now they're bringing out more. It's just like it's that homely feel. I feel like, but yeah, so they did that for a solid minute, and then you went into the new stuff. And what did you think of the uh, the new footage you got to see? I don't want C three PO to be evil. Oh, the red eyes. I do not want evil C-3PO. And evil Rey with her flippy well, double okay. saber. So let's, let's, take, let's, OMG. Take, let's take turns, actually. Let's, Goodness, let's by the way. Let's dissect this because we can talk for a while on these. So the, the C-3PO thing is really cool. Like the red eyes, is a, like it's a lot of things like, is C-3PO turning evil? Do not want. Is like, because Palpatine's been hinted so much, you know, he's such an ever-presence. Like if you see the poster they released mm. of this, it's him in the background looking yep. at them two fighting. There's the voice. Um, but there's speculation that maybe he's um, he's either in Darth, the Darth Vader helmet or he takes over C-3PO for a moment. That's why his eyes go red. Okay. But C-3PO as well in the comics has also been known. His like type of droid had been known to have like a combat feature. So maybe that's the, they're using him as like a combat uh, droid now as well. Because C-3PO is very handy. They don't really use him that much in the films. Combat he's just, C-3PO? He's just sort of a camp counterpart in the series so far. But maybe, you know, that campness gets a bit of sass and gets a bit of whoa, fury with him. Or, you know, he could be taken over. But there is an evil version of C-3PO in the Dr. Afra comics, so... Who knows, he could be taking a bit of influence from that. Or, again, it could be, you know, Darth Sidious taking control of that. But one of the, on that sort of point, on a lot of people have been talking, so, you know, in Force Awakens and sort of like Kylo's big thing is he's taught to Darth Vader's mask. Yeah. A lot of people are thinking he's less and less insane now and that maybe um, a part of Darth Sidious, you know, Palpatine, was like his beam was sort of left in the mask, you know, sort of like okay, in Harry Potter, yeah, yeah. Horse Crocs. Yeah. So maybe he thinks he's talking to Darth Vader, but really he's been talking to Darth Sidious the whole time. So that's, that's a nice an interesting little, theory. It's a nice little touch there, and obviously with hearing his voice in the and, background. And the, that, like, that mask did feature in the... Um, in the new stuff in as the well. So the new like, stuff. Oh, and it's it's coming back to J.J. Abrams, so a lot of the stuff that was set up in Force Awakens feels like it's going to get retouched upon. Because, like, Last Jedi, they sort of... There was some stuff that were, like, were, questions were raised in Force Awakens and weren't answered in The Last Jedi, and that might mm. be because, you know, it's a different director working on it. They wanted to go in a different direction. Um, so maybe that, you know, this is sort of them bringing it back. Now let's go on to the, the Ray with the lightsaber, because oh that was goodness. so dope. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> First, you see her with a red lights. You hear Palpatine's voice, like, ooh. Then you see her with a red lightsaber, oh, my goodness. And then you realise she's got two of them. Then it flips into a double side, like, oh, my goodness. And they're both red. You're like, oh, she's dressed all in red. black as well. It's like, is she super, is she going super evil she going super evil? There's some... There's a really cool theory going around that's got me so, so excited. So a lot of people are saying that... Um, when they released this on the Star Wars official website, um, they with the description they said vision. So it's a lot of people are saying this is going to be a vision that like she sees herself becoming evil, uh, okay. which is a bit dis- which is a bit like. Mm. But this is the cool thing about her having the double sided lightsaber is if you look at the Force Awakens poster, it's her holding the staff, but it's got a red saber next to it. So it's sort of been alluded to there. So you're like, mm. oh, so it could be. Um, maybe she turns her staff into a lightsaber. But one really cool thing is, some people reckon there is going to be a double saber like that, 
but instead of two red sabers, it's going to be a red saber and a blue saber. And then when she flips it, it shows the balance of the force. Okay. And then this trilogy is the first trilogy shows that like the Jedi's way doesn't work. The second, um, the original trilogy shows the Sith way doesn't work. And then this shows the perfect balance of the force using the light and the dot like using uh, the two so she's the symbolic version of that and I'm just like oh please that would be epic and it'd be really cool as well because it'd be the theories going around that it's um, obviously Anakin and Luke's blue lightsaber and then Vader's red saber so it'd be like yeah. a nice little and I think what's, what's <sighs> really good about this trailer is exactly what you've just been saying for the last it's five minutes people is it's get, yeah it doesn't it doesn't oh. ruin the plot it doesn't tell you the story no. of it it just gives you some cool scenes that make you go oh my and it makes it's just whets the appetite and everybody wants it everybody's speculating and that is a good trailer yeah. a trailer that gives you all the good jokes and or tells you the plot of the film is a sucky trailer yeah. this trailer Leave worked perfectly yeah and it's a really good it's disney again just <laughs> Flex. They've done it before. It's just them a... flexing their ears yep. because they can show 2019. Oh yeah, the year where we released Endgame and Episode Nine and made a sugar ton of money, like look bajillions up, of money. Gonna, like it's a perfect way for them to top the year. Like just think of all the films that they've had this year that have made so much money. Like the five percent of Far From Home, uh, Toy they're t- Story. They're, they're, they're taking Toy Story the Four. They've got Frozen Two coming out. They've had Endgame. They've had. Captain Marvel and then they're just going to end it with Star Wars and some other films as well that they've got out coming in December and it's just like it's epic it's one of them there's a funny picture just to finish it off and finish the DC the Disney uh, praising thing um, <laughs> there was this photo going around that was like you know the whole my beer meme where it's like and it's like it was like Marvel had finally taken over by being Disney's supreme franchise, and then it was like <laughs> Star was like hold my beer, and then they showed the yeah. uh, picture of the like episode nine, and it's it'd be interesting to see if episode nine does beat Endgame. I don't think I don't, it will. No, I don't think it will. Just because neither do I. They the the campaign for it to beat um, Avatar was so high. I can see it maybe. Um, I reckon it might fit just under Titanic, but then it just depends on how people's feedback is on it because The Last Jedi didn't make as much as um, no I think Force Awakens might have beaten it but anyway it was like because of the whole like you know some people didn't like it some people really liked it but I I feel like Force Awakens a lot of people went back and back to see it again and again it's that sort of nostalgia again behind it like Star Wars is back whereas by the time Last Jedi came out you know there was already like two other ones that have come and you sort of got into the thing of like oh, it's okay I know there's going to be more Star Wars so I don't need to watch this till my mm, eyes maybe. bleed but then this one might be that I do need to watch this till my eyes bleed because I don't know when the next one's going to be and it will be interesting to see if they take a re- if if they do take a break or if they do sort of what like Marvel have done with Phase 4 and sort of take it easy we're just going to have our yeah. shows and we might do a few films like there are trilogies in talks like Rean Johnson's working on them some of the Game of Thrones ones but yeah but that's Disney flexing. What were your thoughts on all the D D three? I need to stop saying DC. All the D twenty three announcements. Do you wish you were there? I really wish I was there. Nah. Um, oh my god! Are you kidding me? I just we got the same news. Yeah, but you would have been able to see him. But I, I just, I really want to go to these conventions. Yeah. And if you want to come to these conventions with me, let's save up money now. <laughs> like, oh no, these conventions like Comic Con, Star Wars celebrations, like D twenty three is. Oh, I'd love to be there. 
I'm, I say this now, and then I'd be in a queue for like yeah hours on end. No. Like, oh my goodness, maybe not. But it's again seeing the people talking about it as well. Interestingly enough, Tom Holland was there because he was talking about a Pixar thing, but they had a strict thing of like no talking about the Spider Man stuff. And he's but he's done a couple of Comic Cons where they've gone like no talking about Spidey, and it's mm. it's a tough boat to be in. It's clear that he's shifted more towards a Disney sort. Of, you know, if you, you don't want to say if you are a Disney or a Sony actor, but he's shifted more towards the Disney stuff because, you know, he's working with him on Pixar, he's doing Spies in Disguise, mm. and his other Sony project, the Uncharted um, movie. He's got a lot of work, he's a good actor. Well, the Uncharted movie that's based off, that's a Sony film that's based off the video game, that has also lost its director. So he's lost a lot of his Sony work, and it seems that his Disney work's coming in. So I just hope the deal goes down. But we're not talking about that anymore. Disney, boom. We've thrown you out the door. We're talking about other stuff that didn't occur at D23. Um, and we've got still got a bit of comic news. We we've have. Got trailers. Ahoy. So we've got um, a trailer, final trailer for Joker. What did you think about this final trailer? We also got a poster. Well, this was pretty cool. I was already all in after the first trailer. And um, this trailer basically proved without a shadow of a doubt that they really, really picked the right actor to play Joker, didn't they? Oh, Joaquin Phoenix is absolutely nailing Just it. Like, those faces. Yeah. Oh, it's all about chilling. The, it's all about the facials. And we talked about this last time with the trailer, yep. and obviously, like, the trailer reaction we did, but it's just just an amazing pick. And it's... Yeah, it's one of them, because it's hard to do a Joker film, because obviously, like, you partic- you're picking... A, an antagonist to, like, be a lead, but also someone who's, like, not got a defined origin story or not, well, like... You know what I mean? The, a part of the Joker is, like, the mystery just, behind him. From what I can see, it's just inspired by the character, and that's great. That is great. Well, I feel like they might be doing, like, a... Because there was a Joker comic that they released where it was, like... It was basically people's... Um, people's impressions on the joke or their story about the joke and it could, again it could be one of them it's also it looks a lot like the whole killing joke thing where it's like it's just one bad day because in this trailer it just shows that like he's not the worst guy he's just dealing with so much like stuff just being thrown at him and he just snaps one day and you know what yeah and it's you're starting to see the more footage we see the start the more you start to see that maybe just like I don't blame the guy for losing it, to be honest. It's, he's it's, just having a really, really bad time. And... It's a story about a descent into madness caused by cruelty. Because you... Even in the trailer, you, you feel so sorry for the guy after all the horrible things that happened to him. You, I mean, obviously, going mental and murderising a city is not OK. But this guy just has the absolute worst time. I mean... It, is it going to be a bit like Taxi Driver, where this guy goes through well, so that... much and then has a murderous rampage that you feel guilty for kind of almost agreeing with and then kind of checking yourself, you know? Well, that's the um, that's the inspiration for it. The the thing they were going for was Taxi Driver. Was it? Very... I, do you know? And it's very... I didn't know it's that. It's funny that we mentioned that as well, because Robert De Niro is in this film. He is? He which is. Which is like, because like, this is his first trailer that reveals him um, in it, and they sort of like, on one of the um, one of the videos I watched, it was um, on YouTube, it said like, they always have like the trailer and they have usually the main actors in it, and it said like, Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro, and I was like, oh, they're putting a big thing you know, on him being there, and it's 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 epic. And the thing, like the more stuff we saw, like the TV stuff, and 
Um, we saw him telling a joke on that, and I thought that joke yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a comedian in the UK that uses that joke. Um, and then, yeah, you sort of see, like, this... And uh, the, the whole thing of, like, oh, yeah, and when you introduce me, can you call me the joke? It's like, oh, it's oh like, boy. Okay, this is where it, co- like, the, where it comes in. It's and I like the far. imagery of a mask over a mask as well. The whole kind of like layers of people hiding who they are yeah, this... or covering up what they've what they've gone through. It's oh, it's, it's the metaphor bit, was it, yeah, real. It's a big metaphor in Batman as well. It's like we all hide behind a mask, Bruce. Who are you? Like hiding behind yeah, a mask. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not lost just because it's the Joker story without Batman. It's still part of the mythos and the. Um, yeah, just the main motif about, and I love that. Like we've seen again, so many like we saw it in the Dark Knight um, film, and you see it a lot in Joker stuff. It's like all these people with the clown masks and stuff like that, and it's that thing of like the Joker isn't just a character; it's an idea, which I think is sometimes why it's hard to give him an origin or to give him a name. Like they've given him a name here, um, but it is very clear that like this whole clown thing is like there's a sign that's a bit meta that's like bit we like wink and nod and all that stuff where it's like we're all clowns okay but it's it's it'd be interesting to see if he leads something or whether this is sort of like he's inspired by seeing the clowns and then he becomes the big clown like be interesting to see and it's it's getting closer and closer i'm really really excited about this film really really excited about it i already was and this has done nothing but make me make more excited maybe not even more excited just kind of like consolidate my excitement yeah, yeah, it's really like, yeah, it's, it's 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 exciting, and it's again like what you mentioned again with the trailers previously. It's like it's not giving too much away, and it's it's giving you just the right stuff. Speaking of trailers giving you just the right stuff, we're going to also talk about Teen Titans. No, oh, I keep doing that. Titans, no teens in this one. No. Well, they, some of them are teens, but not all of them. Titans season two got a trailer. What were your thoughts and feelings on this? A lot of character reveals. Well, you 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 said Teen Titans when uh, we were talking about this. I was like, oh, the blooming cartoon. And you're like, no, 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 because no, you were. Uh, I was very freaked out by your reaction. It's like, oh, there's a Teen Titans, and I didn't realize I'd like trailer. And he was like, oh, and I was like, I thought you liked Titans. I went, oh, I like Titans. And I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's Titans season two. And it's like because you you need to get your you need to get your version of the yeah. Titans on because there's so well, it's like a lot of all comics at the moment. There's so much of everything going around that. You don't know what you're getting. No, you don't, but I, I, loved the fir- I loved the first series of Titans. I really season? liked how nasty and dark and brutal it was. And what? I was worried that, that they're trying to kind of like um, PG-ify the DC oh, no. universe, but they're, they're, they're not. They're clearly not with, after this trailer. I was going to say they're going even darker. I'm yeah, I think so. As a big Robin fan and Nightwing, well, more importantly, a Nightwing fan, I'm interested to see because obviously we see yeah. the, getting rid of the Robin costume. Well, I mean, Who are you now? It's natural progression, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and people are saying, like, there's a comment and it's like, oh, you've got to be Batman. And one of the, uh, in the Rebirth one recently, Volume 1 was called Better Than Batman. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be sort of yeah. like a, he's proven well, that he's different. We see a bit of, like, the Batman sort of stuff. Yes, there we as do. Well. And we yeah, also see like, Bruce Wayne. Exactly, which was like, oh, damn. Which was good. And I mean, and then, I, I, I marked out for Hawk and Dove because they were great yeah. in the first series. So I'm looking forward to seeing more and Hawk and Dove. There's so many characters. We saw all the Returners and all, all the new was ones. Was Wonder it's, Woman with the listeners? No, so it's. It's Donna Troy. It's uh, really? it's Wonder Girl. So she's sort of oh, okay. like, she's a clone of Wonder Woman, but sort of like is seen as Wonder Woman's daughter and stuff like that. Okay, right. She's uh, yeah, no, she's cool. And she's, who was the one that looked so like Magneto? Cool. 
Oh, I didn't know. There was a guy wearing Magneto's helmet. Was it? Yeah, there was definitely a Magneto helmet moment. I was like, is that Magneto? There's um, the other ones that know that though. We have Superboy, obviously. You see the Super shirt, Superman shirt, um, the black and the red, um, which is very Superboy. And it's like, it says Connie, and everyone goes, oh. There he is, and you see Crypto the dog as well. I'm just happy we've seen a dog in you this. You see Robin, um, yeah. which I, re- I, Jason I re- Todd yeah, as well. I really like Jason Todd in and that J- series. Jason Todd as well is sort of like again rebelling against um, Dick Grayson here. So it's we've got a whole bunch of great cast of characters, and then also you've got Slade Wilson. Oh, it might be um, Jericho, um, Deathstroke's son that you're right. thinking of. Maybe the Magneto he, helmet. He's in it as well. Right. Um, but yeah, so we've seen Deathstroke in this, who again is an iconic Teen Titans and mm. Titans villain. So that would be really cool to see. Obviously, we had the whole Batman thing last series, but now they're getting like their iconic villain. And yeah, so I, I really like the Batman as the bad guy thing. I hope they continue that. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be less like a, he's the main one. It's just going to be sort of that like he's just always there lurking. Or it's like again, it's it's just part of Dick Grayson's journey of getting past, you know, having to get past all this. Um, but yeah. They're the trailers that we were talking about. That's our excitement. Um, one last thing I want to um, bring up is just like a just a little nod. I saw it on um, Instagram. Uh, Jared Leto um, of oh no, not Jared Leto. Gerard Way. I got my um, musicians who were really into comic books mixed up there. Gerard Way. MCR from uh, yeah, My Chemical Romance. When I was a young boy, my father. Um, when I was a young boy, um, my father took me to a comic book store in September and showed me the third volume of Umbrella Academy if you couldn't get that um, paraphrasing the lyrics of uh, (laughs) Black Parade there Umbrella Academy volume 3 is going to be released in September Gerard Way showed this in really cool format he um, had his shelves and showed all these like different um, Umbrella Academy books and at the end was like the volume three, so that's going to be released in uh, September. Yeah, it's already on my Amazon wish list, yeah. ready to go. As soon as it's um, <laughs> as soon as it's out, I'm having that. Like I'm sh- like I'm sure the TV show must have done wonders for the first two volumes, and that was like the se- first season was inspired by them too. So I feel like this volume three is gonna it's gonna yeah, sell so that's fast. the thing, isn't it? Um, you need some source material <laughs> to know, have yeah, a series no, too. Got to catch up now. Yeah, yeah. Although be- you know, J.R.R. Martin managed it without. The books fi- without having finished the books of um, Game of Thrones. That is, yeah, that's true. It'd be interesting to see where, and it's it'd be interesting to see um, where they go with that. But again, another cool thing and another thing to put on uh, your wish list for September, or another reason to visit uh, Traveling Man in September. Good reason to visit Traveling Man. Yeah, but there's loads of good reasons to visit Traveling Man, gonna, and we'll talk about that, that in later the on in the segment. show. <laughs> But no, that's all the news that wasn't D23. Uh, we Again, like we said before with the D23 news, we want to hear all your thoughts and feelings on these. We have a Facebook discussion group. We have a Twitter. So you can hit us up on there. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. And if you've got a particular, like, geeky mug that you sip your drinks in, wouldn't mind seeing that. Now. Like a boss. You're a ridiculous human. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I did that live every week or not. 
And of course I do it live every week. It's oh, time yeah. for Pull or Pass. Oh my goodness, I've not done this in a while. You haven't. <laughs> I haven't. I did, didn't do very well. But uh, I did, really? what, Do you know what I did manage to do? What? I did manage to plug our lovely sponsors who are travelling man. Shall I do oh, that first? Really good, or do you yeah. want to... Um... I'll do that as well. So, Pull or Pass is a section of the show that's brought to you, like Mark said, by our lovely sponsors, Travelling Man. They have stores all across the UK. They have one in Manchester, Leeds... Newcastle... And York. And York! Those four locations. So if you're near those locations and you want to check out a comic book, maybe in trade form or in single-issue form, definitely check them out and tell them that you listen to the show. And, you know, it's still nice. They they are amazing to us. We get a load of comic books um, each week from them, and it's so generous. They it's very kind, and we do appreciate so, it. So kind. So, shall the I, way Pull or Pass I was going to tell you about Travelling Man's... Um, they've got two events in September. Oh, shall oh, I go man. through those first? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, do you remember Kim Joy, who was on Great British Bake Off, the, the manga geek girl? Let's well, say no. Well, for, for, anyway... For those audience members who don't know, of course, I mean, I if, know. If, if you watched... Bake Off, you will, you will have seen Kim Joy, and she was a manga geek, and um, she did very well. She didn't win it, but she did very well. And she's got a book out, and... Um, Is it a comic book? Well, it's a cookery book, but because she's a manga nerd, Travelling Man have got her to come along to their shop and do, like, a book signing. Oh, so, I thought you were going to say she's done a manga-inspired cookbook, No, that would be incredible. It would be. I might Maybe meet, she should do that. I might do the meet and greet and suggest it to her, but like, yeah, yeah, you know this cookbook? If you did it, like, as a manga or as a comic book, how cool would that but be? But anyway... Kim Joy is at Travelling Man today. If you finish finish listening to the show at twelve o'clock, you've got an hour Wait, to get. You've got an hour to get. Which to one of those four locations is she at? Manchester. She can't, she can't be at the mall. She's at one pm today. She's in Manchester. So if um, you listen to this, hop over there. Yeah, go and say hello to Kim Joy. If you're listening podcast or radio or like rewind version. Get yourself a time machine. Go back in time. And then... Listen to it live, yeah. of course. And then, well, and then, then she's at Leeds tomorrow. 1st of September, she's in uh, Leeds. Oh, okay. And on the 7th of September, she's in York. And on the 8th of September, uh, she's in Newcastle. So she's doing all them. So if you are listening on Rewind or Podcast, you don't need to get a time machine. just need to get a train, maybe. Yeah. If you're based not in those... And they've got another event that I really want to go to. Um, on, on the 7th of September from 12 o'clock, it is Day of Day of Dread. So, oh, Judge Dredd? Yeah, nice. so celebrating Judge Dredd. So they've got signings with Nick Brockenshire and Andy Diggle, and they're having a gurn-off, see who can pull the best that Dread is, face. That's pretty cool. I might try and enter the Dread face gurn-off. Oh, my off. goodness, please do. My jaw healed, by the way, so I can gurn again. You can, oh. gurn, you can gurn Oh, that, that's a face for radio. I think we should all team together, and someone, a listener, either a listener or a host of Geek of the Week, should win, should win the gurn. Anyway, tell them about Pull Pass. Geeks, I believe in your gurns. Geeks and gurns. More alliteration for... So yeah, the way Pull Pass works is basically uh, every week, me, Mark and I Good usually, times. Get, um, usually get about three comic books a week, sometimes more, um, but usually typically three uh, from all different kinds of publishers. You know, we like to keep ourselves widely spread out because everyone's got different tastes. Some people are quote-unquote Marvel fanboys. Some people you. call us quote-unquote Marvel fan Me! You're, mo- you're as much of a Marvel fanboy as me. Me? Yeah. Yeah, but you co- pot call and kettle black there, mate. I'm an image fanboy. Oh, no. Ev- no, no. Marvel fanboy over it. Right, Anytime I suggest DC, this guy... Ugh, DC. Me, 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 me. But anyway... I digress. I've got a balance. So we like to keep a balance on this show. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Marvel... We do... 
typically it's Marvel, DC, and then an indie book. Typically because Mark is an Image fan, we do um, Image. But we like we to don't do that you, much usually when we do like four or five, it's because we wanted you know there's just so many great comic books out. Um, but we keep it usually to like one publisher, um, one book for each publisher, just so we're not you know oversaturating the market. But there's sometimes uh, special occasions like we've done it before with like Marvel in the past when they've done like a big like. They've done so many first issues that are like a yeah, series enjoyed or something. That. Um, or like um, we wanted to do it with DC. Ironically, all the, uh, we were going to do it with the three issues of DC and all three yeah. issues Marks was really interested in, um, but only found this out afterwards. And then when he suggested DC books to me for the future, it was all those like spin-offs off those books. I was like, it's funny that, mate. Well, you should just um, talk to me better. No, I'll just tell you that. No. But it's fine. But we're digressing from that. We but are. like I say, so we get free comic books um, a week. We read them, and then we decide whether we pull or pass on them. And to basically explain that, it's so, uh, pull. When you go into your local comic book store, you pick up, let's say, you've seen all the D23 news, and you want to pick up, let's say, a She-Hulk comic. You put it on the desk. Say it's a She-Hulk 1, 2, 3, 5, whatever. Let's say, do you want to add this to your pull? You say, yeah, sure. Why not? Go on then. Um, whenever a She-Hulk book comes out, a seven, eight, nine, ten billion, they'll keep it behind the desk for you, and sort of you can come into the store. It's very chill. It's not like a subscription service where it's like we need your money every day. You need to set up a direct debit, all that malarkey. It's just a casual, like chill thing. It's like whenever you come in, it's like, oh hey, what's on my pulse today? It's like, oh well, they they brought out another She-Hulk book, and it's like, oh that's cool. I've been wanting to keep up to the story. You can also like pre-order stuff if you know something's going to come out um something that's going to be insanely popular like there's a lot of books that we've had to like say hey can you keep these aside because we know a lot are going to sell out um or there's some that are like a bit under the radar that you might need to say um that you might need to say in advance oh, can you get this on my pull because the store might not get in there's so many comic books that come out and the store can't bring, like, can't buy every comic. It's really yeah, not, tough. Not every comic book shop will stock every single comic no, book that's I, ever I released go, on that way. I will go it's out. impossible. I will go out on a limb and say there is not a single comic book in the world that bring that has every comic book out that week. No. And if there is a book that is, there is a comic book store that gets there, and you find that, send it my way, it's and I will apologise. If it exists, no, I do not think so. No. Because there's like UK publishers and stuff like that. You know, if you want to like, uh, be true. Really, you want to be really stingy about it. Yeah, but basically, true. with Polar Pass, well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a few books. We'll say what they are at the beginning, and then we're going to say if we pull or pass. And Paul is basically you want to keep. It's in simple terms, it's like you want to keep reading this. Or sometimes we do one shots. So one shots are sort of like just a one-off story. We'll come up with a version of Paul. It might be, do you want to keep reading stories by this person or whatever? We find a way. And Pass yeah. is just like. Oh, no. No more, thank you. But it's not always necessarily a bad thing as well. Sometimes it's like opinion, like, uh, I enjoyed reading the one thing, but I wouldn't read anymore. So, long explanation, but Was. I hope you all know. And we I went hope, on a bit of a tangent and, tornado. Yeah, and I hope you uh, enjoy our sponsors as well and check them out. But the first book we're going to look at is Marvel 1000. Yep, 1000th issue. And this is a big book. 80 pages, I think it was. So many different stories. But what they did, which was really cool, was they did one-page stories. So it was like a one-page, and then the next page was something else. But each page represented different years. So we started off with the year it was made, and then we went on, went on, and so forth. And, like, different... There was there was this interconnecting story in there somewhere. Yeah, so which I didn't even spot the future, till the end. Which is very clever. But a lot of these were just, like, one-off stories, like... 
for example, like the 1962 year was dedicated to Spider-Man because that's the year Spider-Man came out and there was other stuff like that, like a Black Panther one when he was introduced and stuff. Um, I've written down a load, load, load of different things. So I'll let you share your thoughts and then... What what I liked about it was it had, you know, quite a few moments that I'd known. Um, You know, it's kind of like big reminders of stuff that had happened. But there's quite a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. Um... It was a good history lesson, to be fair. Like, if this is, this is like, because a lot of people can be intimidated. It's like, oh my goodness, a thousandth issue. Like, how am I gonna? But this was very much like it. Almost like it acted like an encyclopedia and gave you like little nods and stuff. It was a celebration of eighty years, really. I think it should have been called Marvel Eighty, to be honest with you, rather than Marvel. They already did like an eighty-year anniversary book. Oh, okay. An eighty-year like series. So this is very much like a. Thousand fishy because you know you had your action comics one thousand and you detected comic one thousand they wanted to the okay yeah that's a bit rubbish but it was a great book well like eighty don't, don't eight, think I agree with well, the two, title no to be fair eighty years eighty years and one thousand issues are two completely different things like they've already done the celebration for the eightieth year and it's technically like it's the eightieth year and so many months now so it wouldn't be a true eight year mm. thing um, and I think a thousand fishy is. A bit cooler. I'm not going to split hairs on the, the the name of the book. I'm just going to talk about the book. It was great. I really liked it. And I think it's a real skill to find a good little story to tell in a page. page. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it with Love is Love. Like, yes. That was really It reminded good. me of that a little bit, yeah. actually. Like, just a one page, like, different... Like, some writers kept returning, like, um, Al... I'm going to butcher his... Al E... I won't try and attempt to... I think it's like Ali... Like, I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name, but he's been a iconic Avengers writer now for the longest time. Like, he did No Surrender. He did, he's doing the No Road Home at the moment. Mm. But he wrote, like, the interconnected story that was flooding through that. So whenever you saw his name, it's like, oh, okay, this is leading more to this. And it was like this mask sort of gimmick thing they were doing, like this eternal mask. Like, it started early on in like the like around the 30s masked raider yeah they were talking about in the 30s and then it leads into uh it it, like it leads a lot in the early years so you see it a lot and you go oh is this gonna be out and then it they distract you with like the i when it gets like 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000s they distract you with all the stories characters you know so you forget about it and then at the end they go back to the masking like oh wait and then they do this really cool thing. Like, each page has got a year. It's like, whatever, what Like, so-and-so happens, 2011. So-and-so. Yeah. And then it has 2020, 2020, who's behind the mask is revealed. So it leads you with like a, oh, this book is going somewhere. Yeah. Which these celebration books don't always do. And it's... The thing is, as I liked the idea, but Masked Raider, I mean... He was the Black Mask before the Black Mask, by the looks of things. The, the, the mask that was passed on from different Black Mask to different Black Mask, and it gave them confidence and powers and stuff. Yeah, but it looks like Marvel did it first. The Black Mask? Oh, you're talking about the Batman villain? I feel like they're two different No, things. no, Black Mask is a... Um, it's actually a, an Archie property now. Oh, the Black... Yeah, the black yeah, mask. No, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. But There's so I, many it looks Black like, Masks. It looks like Marvel did the Black Mask before the Black Mask, which I had no idea. Potentially. I feel like it's a... It's a bit different, because this seems more like Supernatural. You know what it reminded me of? Mm. You know the film The Mask? And obviously yeah. that's a comic book. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of that, like there's a power behind it. But the, the thing is, you see a lot of 
kind of very comparable characters, Quicksilver and yeah. The Flash, or um, Hawkeye and Green Arrow, who yeah, were, yeah. you know. And I just, you Wait. just wonder who was the first, Black Mask or Black or uh, Masked Raider. Because yeah. I, I like to know which, which one came first, and I'm always happier when Marvel came before DC. Well, sometimes it's one of those things as well, like, although one comes first, the other one's clearly better. Or, like, there's a one... Yeah, you're back. right, Hawkeye is better than Green Arrow. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then they're both sort of like guys with arrows have never been sort of like, that's not really the competition I'm that bothered about, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If you're comparing characters and like, mm, yeah, right. Mm. You can anyway, bo- both around. It, ju- it just made me think of the Black Mask, which is a favourite car- uh, character, comic book character of mine. And um, I've, I've been reading Black Mask comics on and off since I started collecting comics in the 90s. A, yeah. um, a short-lived indie, I think they were called... Impact Comics had the Black Mask license for a while and theirs were great. I think it was like there was a red circle or something because the Riverdale thing referenced it. Like they mm. had the comic book publisher as like a group. And they bought it, didn't the, they? Archie yeah, bought yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like red. But anyway, we're talking about Black Mask. We should be talking about Marvel. But yeah, yeah. Um, Did you have. I've, I've picked four favourites out of all oh, the stories. All, so many. So I'll let you pick four. I'll let you say your four. And then hope, um, hopefully some of them are mine as well. I really liked um, Spin Cycle with Doctor Strange. Yeah, that was cool. That was really clever. It was a cute little story about um, uh, Doctor Strange outwitting his cloak. And it was, um, I think it was set in the... It was either 80s or 70s, which is when those uh, Levi Psycho, ads... Yeah, yeah. The Levi ads where they were sat in the laundrette naked. Yeah. I think so it was an homage so to the time period, yeah, and it was just a lovely little story that made me smile. Um, the cold call one where um, Spider-Man called Dr. Octopus for some help on just after he'd become Spider-Man. Oh, so... The, ah, yeah, yeah, I put that... Obviously, I put down the Spider-Man. Professor this, Cold Call, I think it was you, called. You know what I loved about it? So it's the Spidey intro one, so this is the 1962 one. Yeah, and that's right. Do you know who it's written by? Go on. It's Lord and Miller, the guys who did... Um, into the Spider-Verse, and that's why I really loved it. Okay. And he was exp- he's basically explaining his powers to this Doctor, and it's all like, n- like, so you ha- like, and the Doctor's explaining all things spiders can do, which Spider-Man can't do, like, yes. are you laying eggs? Do you have eight arms and all this stuff? And he's like, no, just... Have you got eight to- eyes? And he goes, it just sounds like you've become a great engineer and all this, and it's really funny, and then at the end it's revealed it's Doctor, Doctor Octopus. Octopus. And obviously, like, as a Spidey fan, I really did enjoy that, and I thought it was a funny sort of, like, parody thing, like, this book definitely didn't take itself too serious. There were definitely moments of bit comedy. Bit, it in did, there. and some it didn't. And there was that one that, I mean, it wasn't one I particularly liked, but there was one that was kind of like the mission statement of Captain America on a hill with yeah, Captain America yeah. stood on it, and that was quite serious. Which yeah. you know, it, was, it, was, it was well written, and it was interesting, but it wasn't a favourite Like, there was mine. another Spidey one that was serious, like Spidey's route. So it's like talking about, like, um, when Spider-Man goes on patrol, what route does he take? And I was like, you know what? I've not really thought of that, because you wouldn't just... Like, obviously, when you're playing the Spider-Man PS4 game, usually you go wherever the, you know, all the missions are or all the tokens are. But, like, sometimes when you just... Like, like if you're thinking about it, where would you actually go? And his route on it, oh, my goodness, it was so impactful because it was going to... He was, like, talking about how he goes to all where his greatest failures were. So he goes to where... The place where Uncle Ben dies, where he lost Gwen Stacy and all this. And, like, he talks about, yeah, like... Yeah, that was heavy. He, he goes where really all his spider senses are heightened, and they're heightened in those areas because of what happened. And I was like, oh, and so that's the sort of sh- showing that, like, they did do... Um, because there's single stories in just a page, the tone changed so much, but you sort of 
went with it. You just went with yeah. whatever that one-page story was telling you. And that's, again, two Spidey books that were completely different. Mm. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'll let you go back to your ones that you were the other one buzzing liked, about. The other one I liked was... Um, who knew that Groot was created before the Fantastic Four? Yeah, yeah, really old. I couldn't believe that. Imagine he it. was created the year before Fantastic Four. It was, and it was a cute little um, story with him and Rocket. And, yeah. um, and I've always enjoyed when people can speak Groot. So they respond, yeah, replied yeah. to I am Groot with a response that, gotcha. and that kind of gives you what Groot says. That's silly it's, fun. It's a deep conversation. Well, it's really funny, actually, because the Groot in the 60s, I may be wrong, Kate, didn't actually talk I am Groot. He was a very highly intelligent character, and it's only like... Okay. I think, like, maybe the second go-around they did the I am Groot thing, or, like, later on into his run they did the I am Groot thing, so it's... It, was, it does seem more of a modern idea. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah. And the last, the last one I've put in my notes as... Um, something that I really enjoyed was the uh, Doctor Doom and Iron Man story where Doctor Doom won, yeah. but really he hadn't won. It, that one was called End of the Day and it yeah. showed it showed Iron Man losing to Doctor Doom and then it showed their home lives and how he one... Was, yeah, with the Avengers yeah, and Doom was alone. One, yeah, it was great. It was so clever and it was, it was done kind of like two parallels next to each yeah. other, so it was... It, you, you could have read one without the other, but together they were more they were of a, so a work of art, and I thought that was great. And that's a really cool because that was um, around the tens, like yeah. decade that they were showing. Because Doctor Doom and Iron Man, obviously Doctor Doom's known for being the Fantastic Four of them, but recently him and Iron Man have been sort of like going at it. Yeah, the duality between like the between them, because obviously Doctor Doom became Iron Man for a bit, and sort of there's there is that thing behind him, and they're so similar but yet different, and it was. Yeah, it was cool to see that. The only other thing I want to mention is um, I started reading comics in the 90s, and so I was really looking forward to the 90s panels. Yeah. And um, none of the stuff in the 90s was stuff that was particularly vivid for me, which goes back to when we were talking about how I read comic books in the 90s. Yeah. I basically got what was left, yeah, the left after um, Americans had bought what they wanted, so I was never going to get... I didn't think about it until I was reading through them. I was never going to get anything, but was the big deals at that time. You got and your Daredevil, though. Did you see that? There was a lovely Daredevil that one. Cool, that was great. The Marvel Knights thing. Uh, yeah, the, I don't remember the launch of Marvel Knights. That, I, I read that retroactively. Yeah. I liked but yes, that, the Daredevil one was an excellent they were like, comic. They were talking about his names, like the man without fear. Yes. That's a terrible yes. name. I have it all. I'm fear. always scared. That's what keeps me. And it was, oh, what was the other one he's got? Um... Man without fear. The the something of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, there was there was another one. Oh, like Daredevil and like yeah. he, he just questioned his um yeah his name. Which is something his. people have done relatively recently with Batman and Daredevil, saying what they should be. Oh killed. no, this is hilarious. It's yeah, like, yeah, d- like because it's Daredevil, Ghost Rider, and um Batman. It's like if you told me that they're like, I would have slapped you. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, other ones I've um touched upon are the call him Ben like so again this is another spider one don't worry it's the last one where like someone wants to name their kid after Spider-Man and he's like uh, uh what's your name I won't tell anyone and he goes Ben that was and it was really sweet. nice because it was an Uncle Ben touch but it was also a touch from Stanley to I think his granddad was called Ben and so right. it was nice to see that and it was, that was a nice touch and tribute uh, another one I've talked about is I want to talk about is Black Panther like because they did this big thing about like um the year you know we had a first black superhero but black panther does this thing um if you ever watch like a morgan freeman interview when he talks about like black history month or whatever he he 
he's really quite interesting and it's definitely something to check out because he goes it he's not really a fan of the whole idea of like black history month he feels like it should just be caught like that should just be history do you know what i mean like it's not yeah set to a thing and he was saying like um i don't want to be known like by the color of this i'm you know i'm a king and stuff like that and it's he wants to be known more as a person than the skin color and it's sort of like that idea is like, oh, okay that, that and to me that was really interesting because it was about the history of that character and obviously because he's been coming more and more into the mainstream now because of his film and like the way i think our culture is going and i thought that was a really cool um really cool thing to see um and again we talked about the whole like serious shift into like silly things so that was a serious one and yeah. one one i found really silly and really funny was hercules is one where they, like a robot was doing an introduction for hercules yeah yeah and it was yeah. really met and it was like well, t- come on we're on the marvel 1000 comic it's your time to get introduced and hercules is having the whole thing about oh i'm better than four thought that was really funny the um the the miniseries they referenced to the uh, kind of Hercules in space. Yeah, I actually bought that when um a, a comic book shop finally opened in Wolverhampton that was like a proper comic book shop rather than Comag from my local newsagent. I just devoured anything and everything that even slightly caught my eye. I spent pretty was... much all my money on it, and I bought the Hercules. A Herculean was it the? Uh... It wasn't called Hercules in space, but it was basically that, uh-huh. and um. Was it a muscular man that were you like? Oh, I, I remember. Know. I remember. In- oh, get away! <laughs> I remember enjoying it, but I suspect it's naff because this was nineties me. I- I'd like Maybe. to reread it. I wonder if it's in trade, and if it's in trade, we could do it on trade off. Oh my goodness, that would be definitely interesting. Let's, let's go. Let's, go with let's see if we can get them, and we'll do that as a trade off because that would be fun. That was a lovely trip down memory lane. It another was, lo- thanks. Another lovely trip down memory lane that they did. Um, 1977, they t- they touched upon Star Wars and stuff like that, and obviously like they talked about the Star Wars being the, yes. like, the first comic being released then. Um, and, oh, seen, we got to see Darth Vader's lightsaber, and I was like, oh, that's all you need to see. And, uh, you know, if you've got one page, just get a lightsaber in there, and if it's Darth Vader's lightsaber, that's a great one page to have. And that was a really cool nod as well, because obviously Star Wars saved Marvel at the, in the 70s, and that was yes. a nice, cool They nod. didn't say it quite as explicitly as that, but they did acknowledge that it was the best-selling <laughs> book of the ever. Yeah, they were like, it's the first book to get to. I think it was like a billion copies or something. One million. million copies, that was it. And it was like, whoa, okay. It was like, yeah, big saviour, big saviour. <laughs> they didn't go, this was the thing that kept us in the company. We would not have got to a 1,000 without it. Mind you, they probably wouldn't have got to a 1,000 without X-Men as well, so that's a big nod. Mm-hmm. Did you spot the Batman cameo? No. It was in Deadpool's thing, so Deadpool goes, oh, you thought it was only going to appear once. I remember that strip. And he's stealing someone's um, boat, but you see a cowl, and it's Batman. He steals Batman's uh, thing, so it's all connected. Mm, I think they'd probably deny it was Batman, even though it's clearly Batman. No, yeah. So that was a funny little nod. Another funny one I liked, but again, it was funny, but like... It might be Nightclaw's boat that he stole. Do you remember Nightclaw? No. Nightclaw was an amalgam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nightclaw. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, So there was an Iron Man one, which was like, it went through the history of Iron Man and had all the different images of him. And then it had Tony Stark's face. And then as the same way as... The Iron Man suit disassembled. Oh, that was Tony's lo- that face was disassembled. Yeah, that was brilliant. And that was by Chip Zdarsky. And Chip Zdarsky is n- was known when he started off. It had no words, didn't for, it? No, it no. Just, it was just so he was an artist originally, and he was known for his um, 
funny variants that were how to draw. So we'd have different panels and show you how to draw someone, but it'd always be like a comedic twist. It's like, so to draw Daredevil, you draw Matt Murdock and then you scrubble the face out and then do like a, and there was jokey ones with that. But seeing that was like, okay. It was clever. It was a nice callback to his history, but also like the disassembling of Iron Man. And obviously with the t- stuff in Endgame, that was a very like, oh. Yeah, that- and there was some reference to the MCU as well. Goose was in it. At one point, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, with Doctor, with Captain Marvel, yeah, yeah. And then they said Doctor Marvel. There's <laughs> a character that was probably thrown, like, thought about t- thrown away in uh, Thingy. Mm. Yeah, like I mentioned, lovely ending as well. Like, because not only did you get that nice little history, okay, it was a oh, and here's something to try and get you to buy more. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, from my knowledge as well, there wasn't a Marvel 999 or Marvel 998 or whatever there was that they've must have just naturally been releasing them. Um, but there is going to be a Marvel 1001. And oh, is the question is for you, Mark, pull or pass? Are you, do you want to find out who's behind this mask? Yeah, I do. Um, I, liked, I liked the format, and I would buy another one of these. Um, and I would like to know, I'm, I'm, because I, I just like black, the black mask and uh, Mask Raider yeah. piqued my interest. Yes, I would read whatever came out. A similar title to this, yeah, uh, yeah I would yeah, read so that. Yeah, so you've got your Marvel 1001. Yeah, I would read that. You can pick that up at Travelling Man. Wee. When's uh, that out? I would read that. Uh, I think it's like in a couple of weeks, actually. Because oh, I sweet. remember I was looking at the September um, September releases. For sweet, I will get that. Passes, but yeah, and it's, yeah, it's it's interesting because my pull or pass option before I knew there was going to be more, before this, um, obviously... Uh, what you call it, cliffhanger, was going to be... Are you going to keep reading Marvel, Mark? Is that your pull or pass? Well, yeah. Your pull is you're going to keep reading Marvel, but... Wait, can we have can <laughs> we have a, a DC 1000 and then I can just say no to all DC? <sighs> Shut up, Mark. <laughs> no, because they have action comics and detective comics. Uh, so, so. I'll, 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 I'll take detective out of the two. So, um, <laughs> really? You're more oh, Batman yeah. than Superman? Oh, so much. Well, it's a pass from me. It's a, it's a pull from me. Good. You got me thinking about it's a pull from me. Good. Um, but speaking of Batman and Superman, they had a little title together from DC. So it's Batman slash Superman numero uno. Um, this is <laughs> this has happened in the past. Batman and Superman have teamed a up a lot. We've uh, done a we've done a trade off. Yeah, we? we have a Batman slash Superman. But this is like in the new age of DC, like the yeah, yeah. rebirth and so on. Um, so yeah, what were your thoughts on this book? Um, I. I've always loved Batman. Batman is my my very much my favourite part of the DC universe, and um, I've always found Superman dull, unless he's with Batman, because he combo, the, yeah. the, because as a combo they they're fantastic. Each other out so well, and, and this car- yeah. this carried on with this with this latest Batman and Superman. What I was a bit cross about is evil Batman looks like Judge Death, really looks like Judge Death. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, so, sorry. We're going to start doing this more. Actually, I feel I'm going to explain the story a bit, and then we'll talk. So, um, in this spoilers potentially ahead. Um, if you've read a bit, you probably will know. Um, but basically, um, Batman, but the Batman who laughs. Um, so, like the evil version, like the Joker uh, version of Batman. If you've been reading DC comics, you'll know. If not, basically, what happened is there was alternative versions of Batman all across yeah. the version. There was like a Flash version of it, Speedster. It was a really cool sort of like one-off series to sort of um, cat, like ch- like check your eyes out on. If check out and read if you're interested in 
If you're really interested in Batman and see what it'd be like in it's different versions. a bit of versions. a multiverse vibe. Yeah, really, isn't definitely. It? But there was one called Batman Who Laughs, and it was basically this Batman killed his Joker, but then the Joker poison infected him, and he became like yeah. a hybrid of Joker and Thingy. And the reveal for this is really cool, because su- this Superman comes comes in, and then you see the cow, and you went, oh, it's Batman turned evil on Superman, and then you see it's the Batman Who Laughs, and I was like, that's a good little turn. And then the whole story from there is like Batman and Superman... Batman introduced, like, telling him who this Batman who laughs is. Yeah. And, and it's then, a nice story. And then they start this discussion about, like, if Superman turned bad, what would, like... Yeah. Like, how... Like, how... If the other person turned bad, how they would react. And obviously Superman was like, I don't know how to react because he's an honest person. And Batman's like, well, we've had a lot of stories where I've had strategic plans in case everyone turns evil. I know what I'm going to do if anyone turns evil. Like, it's and, kind of a... And that's that's the thing about Batman and Superman when they're together is that their characters are heightened and emphasised yeah. and compared and contrasted, which always works really, really well. Oh, yeah. And it did in this book. I'm just cross that um, I, I get the Batman who laughs is a very important character, but he looks like Judge Death. He looks like Judge Death. I think he just looks like a mix of Batman and Joker, to be honest. But no, the, the way they've the way they've done kind of like the Joker mask thing and made him all spiky, it, it just uh, well may, maybe may, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe I just love 2000 AD. Yeah, but I think I, it, I, I, it does feel like they could have come could, up with something that well, didn't it, look like that. It could be inspiration as well. Like they might have modelled the look around and like you know maybe. Um, sometimes that's a big compliment. It's like oh, we're inspired by you to. Um, well, most of their Vertigo comics were basically, yeah. uh, they stole the writers from uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah. So what were your thoughts and feelings on the book and the story as a whole then? I did enjoy the full-page spread crazy that they had. That They they used the full-page spread, which is always something I've loved, oh, yeah. really, really well. And um, that was a cliffhanger, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, That yes. was so definitely a hell of a cliffhanger. Big spoilers ahead, you get this, like, Robin jumping on it, and you're like, oh my goodness, like, it's an evil... Yeah, like, that was... It's obviously, like, a, a contaminated version. That was a and cliffhanger. And then we go, it, Billy Batson, and then we see Shazam, and it's like, it's the Shazam who laughs. So it's gonna... And then it looks like this series is basically just gonna be Batman and Superman going on against evil Joker-vised versions of... Yeah. And you know what? If you're into that, I am. I'm dead keen for it. If you, if Batman Who Laughs wasn't for you, if Batman Who Laughs isn't for you and that character's not for you, you're probably not going to enjoy this. If you're looking no. for like a, I want to see Batman and Superman against go against their classic villains, then it's not for you. But like, if you're interested to see something kind of new and kind of like similar to that vibe, and you dig to what Scott Snyder was doing with that, then definitely check this out. I don't think Scott Snyder's writing this one, but it's got cool vibes controversially because i know you're gonna pull it i might pass and just read yours but i love the book (laughs) no that's not an option no that's not an option i'm like i'm moving away i'm going back to america so you can't steal my book what would you oh don't move back to america that'll that'll hurt me hypothetically i'm moving back to america it would be a pull then it's it's a pull but i'd yeah i'm gonna read yours okay so the last book we're talking about was it a pull for you Oh, yeah, of course. Right, right, cool. I'm going to read yours. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) He said Paul as well. Yeah. There we go. So the last book is by Image. Am I right? Uh, No, No, I think it was... Was it Dark Horse? Dark Horse. Our indie pick for the week is Dr. Mirage. Dr. Mirage, yeah. Dr. Mirage. And this book... Let's explain the story. So basically, like, from my understanding, I... 
I'm going to be honest here, guys, girls, geeks, all kinds. I read this in a bit of a rush. Um, it's like, you read it in my car on yeah, the way yeah. to the studio. So it's like this for, this person who was like part of a like, not-so-successful TV program where they were taught, like dealing with ghosts and stuff like that, and then her husband, like she believed, passed away. And then this girl comes to her door who's saying, like, oh, I, I, your husband sent me. And she was like, oh, yeah, but... You. And then it's the whole Sixth Sense reveal. It's like, oh, no, you're dead too. And it's like a whole... It was at- valiant, yeah, by the way. Yeah, valiant. It's like, we're actually in... See, this is how you do it. I keep talking, and then you find out that this is how it works. Yeah, um, but I'd finish what I had to say when you did it. Uh, yeah, but you keep going anyway. Go on. Um, see, this is what we're doing. Um, so, like, there is that big reveal of hell, and it's sort of that thing of almost, like, in the good place, it's like, is it actually... Who can you trust? Are they actually in hell? And stuff like that. And then they do this cool psychedelic twist, and I really dug it. I dug the concept because... I just mentioned The Good Place. I really love that show. And I love the idea of sort of like you you always being on edge of like, oh, who can you trust here? And are they actually dead? Are they, what's happening here? And the whole sort of like washed up TV styles. Kind of interesting to me. What were your thoughts and feelings on this book? I love the artwork. I really oh, loved yeah, it. The, the psychedelic art but in particular Trippy. was great. Yeah. And it, it, it worked really, really well uh, as part of the story as well. And again, another big time usage of the double page spreads we've gone from Marvel 1000 where you, you couldn't even have a no. double page spread to two books that although were Deadpool super... does make a reference to that yeah yeah but they were both super good with their double page spread and I am a sucker for a double page spread I do love the Deadpool way it's like I'm stuck in an oh we've got a cool nine panel thing here I can finally talk and he's like oh no I'm trapped oh. yeah yeah and I, I liked I did like the book but I, and I put this on the pull-up pass because I expected to love it. Yeah. And I didn't love it. It didn't grip me as much as I expected this it to. This is always a thing, I feel like. Yeah, your expectations are always high up, aren't they? You maybe know, that's it. Stuff like that maybe that's then... it. Maybe, maybe DC surprises me because you always expect it to be tosh. Yeah. And I put myself super high um, expectations for Image, Dark Horse, Valiant because they do tend to tell stories that don't rely on a million years of backstories and that yeah. kind of thing and that's more my kind of thing yeah and i think sometimes as well like with, and the, the, uh, with those indie books as well you get so used to reading them in trades where it's like you read yes. six issues at a time where maybe reading one issue isn't as and you know a lot of a lot of them do do absolutely hit my expectations sometimes even exceed them and you know that's great and i'm i don't think it's a problem me having high expectations for the indie no, books no, because no. To be honest with it you... It just shows how good they're doing. I hadn't been to collect my pull for three weeks, and I went this week, 40 quid. I'm like, do you know, oh. my pull doesn't need to get any bigger. I'm all right passing on a few. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, I, it's not that I want to pull it, but I'm going to pass it. It is that I just want to pass it. That's all right. Which, I'm not saying it's a bad book, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it enough. I might pick up someone else's trade on a borrow or something, yeah. but... It's not a, it's not a strong enough title for me to keep. I am interested to see where this goes. To be honest, I and I, want, I do want to read the first issue again because it was a fast read. Um, but even that fast read, it kept me engaged the whole time. And sometimes when you do fast reads, you know, like you just when you just cram stuff, you're like, oh, it doesn't really go in. This kept me going, and it also made me want to learn more. So I'm going to say, Paul, I want to see where it's going. Oh right, I'll I'll read yours s- then, sweet. I want to see whether li- if there's lies, if they are in hell, what the real story is there. Hmm. But that's our thoughts on those three books. But we want to know your geeky thoughts on these books and more. What did you pick up this week? What was on your pull? What did you pass? What did you look at first off went, nah? Or what did you... 
What did you pick up and go, ooh, this could be interesting, and it ended up on your board? Did you pick up anything new? All those things, all those thoughts, we want to know. Uh, you can let us know on our Facebook or our Twitter. But for that, but for now, I think that's it, mate. That's going to be the show. That is the show. We had such a jam-packed show. We, we, could, we couldn't do... We said we were going to do three segments, but we could only fit in two. We, we didn't apologize. even play the music. You know, yeah. There's all the music we planned on playing. Yeah. I'm quite so, cross about so that. So last week... Yeah, well, I'm back now. Less music, more talking. If you yeah. don't like that, I'm sorry. I can go back to America if you want. Don't go back to America. There you go. I like, I like, I like the talking part. You can I stop like the, that threat right now. I like the conversation. So, last week, we only did one segment because we did news. This week, we did two. Maybe next week, we'll do three, then four. <laughs> Maybe. We'll slowly build it. We've had two really, really heavy news weeks. Yeah, there's been some really good news weeks. And, like we say, we want to know all your thoughts on the news, on the comics out this week. Facebook, discussion group, Twitter, join the chat. Get geeky with us. Yeah. But for now, that's issue 44 in the bag. Mark, do you want to say yarn? We've had a fab time. Thank you for listening to Geek of the Week. Oh, I thought it was we had a fab time. We hope you have too. Oh, I missed that bit. Oh. Damn. We, it's all right. We'll edit it in. We won't edit it in. We won't edit it in. Edit it in in your mind. Great Scots. It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.